Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday morning services. Thank you so much for being a part of it. I absolutely appreciate it. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Um, if you'd like to get involved, the number is 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663. Can you tell I have a head cold? I have mucus. All the, I don't feel sick at all, but I have all this mucus thing going on here. So if I snort today, I'm sorry. <laughs> You can also email us, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org. Good morning to you guys. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Ma- uh, Martin stood in for me last Sunday, and I hope you got, did you guys enjoy him? Yes, we did. You learned from him? Yes. Oh, good. I thought I'd have someone else come and speak for you instead of, you know, the same people all the time, bringing like a different perspective of things. So I'm glad. Yeah, he was happy to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any questions for me before we get rolling here? Yes. They don't believe you have a soul. Right, they say you're a living soul. So I wanted to ask the Bible man, is there something in the scriptures that says that? I mean, like I told you, we kinda laughed about it. I said, I have a soul. I don't care what you say, I have a soul. You know, he said, Well you better well, read your Bible, you're not interpreting it right. You're going to have to email the Bible go to guy or call the show on Friday because he's not here. No. So you have to email Anyone that can give me a perspective on that? Anyone in the audience? Well, God said that he blew life into man and he became a living soul. Right. And they take that literally. I was wondering how I could respond to him. But I don't know the difference. They said that we are a living soul, right? Yeah, but he says once you die, that's it. Oh, they think the soul dies dies too? Is there anywhere in the Bible where it says the soul died? Well, I don't know. I wanted to know what's in our Bible. Uh, I mean, he's very Bible thumpish. You know, he, he can only he can only uh, recite the scripture to you. Can't oh, sorry. Really, he can only really recite the scripture to you. He can't interpret it. You know. This is your dad, you said. My father-in-law. Uh, your father-in-law. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I can't get it from him. Right? Yes, sir. Well, the problem is that Jesus Christ talked about life after death all the way through the whole New Testament. Yeah. So if there's no soul, what's that about? <laughs> well, a lot of these new Bibles have, you know, these different religious Bibles have different things. Like the Quran, you know, it, it has some weird things about it, too. So it's just their religious belief. That's why you have to follow, you know, the uh, Christian Bible if you want to follow one. Did you want to respond? Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's based on logic, like um, Stuart. Like Stuart was saying, uh, it it doesn't make logical sense because if he's going to raise you from the dead to judge you, what part is he raising? Just the body? I mean, the body's going to stand there and listen to the judgment. <laughs> yeah. you know, there has to be you being raised. You right. know, all your memories, your your soul, basically. So yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. It's not he's taking it literally. He's just doing like a lot of Bible folks do. You know that ham and ham, black people came from ham, they're cursed because of that. Okay, you've heard, anybody heard of that? We discussed it on the show. That's just made up. They just, they, they, they come to a conclusion, they just do something, they just make up their own, um, they'll make up their own facts. Not just concluding off the facts of the scripture, but they'll just make up facts. And, and that's what's happening right here. They're just making up something. This is why God doesn't want us to be taught by man. He wants us to be taught by the Holy Spirit. Because it, it's easy for men to twist things. You know, they'll make it 
It's according to how they think and how they live. They'll turn it into whatever they want it to be. Because we asked them, we said, what's Even if it doesn't make sense. Right, but as far as the ham thing, I, when I used to go to another church, I heard the preacher preach about that. And he said that men were cursed because of ham. And uh, for a long time, I thought that was true, too. Black men. Yeah, yeah black men. Yeah. And so, yet, when we yeah. asked the caller, you know, because he started talking about, you know... Uh, well, we don't want to get into that because the Bible guy is not here. No. But uh, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't argue with him about it. Yeah, we, don't, we weren't arguing. We were laughing about it, actually. Yeah. yeah. Any other questions? I have one more. Yes. <laughs> That's fine. Many as you want. Uh, I was going to call you this weekend. And I'll do it this one. Because, you know, just looking at my relationship in terms of my husband, I'm trying to, trying to be spiritual, seeking it, and he's not at all. Right. You know, and it's, um, it's kind of hard to look at, you know, kind of to look not up to him or just try to respect what they say and do when, like, politically they're opposite, spiritually you're opposite, you know, you're just, like, opposite in every way, and right. then still, you know, say, I'm going to be led by this person, you know, and how do you, how should I be looking at that? Yeah. Um, my friend here want to respond first, and then I'll, I'll follow up. I'd say um, that you should just, uh, I wouldn't necessarily follow him, but I would um, moment by moment discern um, you know, what's at stake and, and do accordingly speak up to him if um, you disagree and um, you have kids though? You have kids? Oh okay and I think you can um, yeah I wouldn't just follow him because he's yeah blindly what would you recommend to us? Thinking, just thinking, thinking about that, I, you know, there's a, um, regarding the matrimony, the, 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 the promise that you make to, to God and to each other. You marry for better and for worse, and better and worse always comes throughout yeah. the marriage, but you, you know, you have to see what to do moment by moment. I, 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 I don't recommend separation or fights about it because you know just the way he is to you you are to him and and, and uh, sometimes it, sometimes it's not worth it it's not worth it to just fight on something do you have some betters and worse Oh, yeah, all the time but I don't really fight on it anymore especially since I know how he is and you know we What's good about your husband? He's a hard worker. I can't hear you. He's a hard worker. He's very smart. He's, um, you know, he wants to do the right. He, well, I don't know. He told me I was self-righteous, so it's kind of like. Are you? Like, um, I don't think so. No, because I think his interpretation of it is very different than you know our perception is very different. You know, so. Um, so what's good about him? Um, I think he wants to, you know have the family thing. He likes that. You think he does? Or you actually, how well, long some of it I think is a... How long have you been married? 29 years almost. Okay. 
And so you're not sure if he want to have a family? It's not that I'm sure, not sure, but I think some of it he wants the ideal of it, but sometimes the reality of it is not really what he wants. So you have three adult kids now, right? Mm-hmm. If he never left home, right? Right, so what are you After saying? After 29 years of that they convinced you he wanted the family? Well, that's not the only thing about raising a family, Jesse. I mean, what do you, mean? What you mean? could be in the home and not there at the same time. It, was he like that? Yes. He was there, he lived there, but he wasn't participating in right. helping or with the kids. Right, or just very negative. He participated, but it's so negative. So it made What's good about him? Um, he loves me. He loves you? Uh-huh. And he um, loves his family. Loves his family. Um, he wants... You say he's a hard worker. He, um, sometimes I think he wants to do the right thing. I just don't think he knows all the time, you know. He's kind of searching, but... You know, kind of the world pulls him back as it does me too. So, so he's a hard worker, loves you, loves his family, provide for you. Uh-huh. And but the only problem is he is not righteous. You say? Uh, what I said—that's the only problem. I mean, we we two people, so we you know, it's hard for two people to live together and get along. I mean, that's just how it is. You know, everybody, right. especially man and woman, we're just different. We see things differently, so. I'm not trying to say that, but I just say, for me, I would just say that it's maybe when I'm looking at myself or not looking at myself, I, I find it harder to deal with it, you know? Right. Then when I don't, when I just let it go and just realize it's, you know, everybody's being human, then it's easier. So I think I just have those moments sometimes when I'm not dealing with it in the moment, you know, and I'm getting caught up in it and it's difficult at that time. So you, you, you said the good things about him. What's bad about him? That that he wants to kind of be right. I mean, he wants to he wants to be right and not get it right in a sense sometimes. How is that he bad? Wants, he wants to he wants to be he wants to win the argument instead of getting it right. You know. It doesn't matter if he wins the argument, if he lies, if he doesn't lie, if he concedes the point, if he doesn't concede the point, you know? So it makes it hard for me to kind of respect that. So you disrespect the fact that he wants to win the argument? Um, Yeah, I've learned to just let it go and not even argue with it because I know how he is and I know how we operate. So he provides for you, he's a good man, he loves you, he loves his family, and your only issue is that he wants to win an argument? Jesse, I didn't say that was my only issue. No, I'm just Why trying to find. saying that? No, well, your issue is that he want to win the argument? Well, that brings about a whole lot of other things. You know, if you want to win the argument, that means you're not going to succeed that, you know, here's a point, and this is true now. We go from this point to the next point. We can't go to the next point if you want, if you're not going to be honest about this point, you know? So you can't resolve things like that. If okay. you're right here and you don't concede the argument, you don't say, okay, yeah, you're right, or that's right, or that's wrong. Now let's go to the next point. Then, or let's just say we can't agree with this, so we'll do this. You know, we there's a lot of like ping pong, you know, back and forth, tit for tat things. It's not like okay, let's resolve it. And do you try to win the argument? No, I'm not there to win. The Does argument. it frustrate you when you don't win? No. no it just frustrates you argument. that he feel like he has to win. Um, no, it's not that he has to win. That's not what frustrates me. It's just that if I'm supposed to, I want to let him lead me, but if I see that he's you know, not gonna um, just be honest about the point so we can get to the next point, then it's hard. It's just hard to want to be led by that. Yes, yeah, yeah. 
You had your hand. Pretty much, you you asked the type of questions that I would ask. Um, one thing I can say for sure is that a lot of us in here are very self-righteous. There ain't no doubt in my mind we are self-righteous people. And we always think that those people who aren't trying or who don't appear to try are less than. But it's not necessarily so. You said the man loves you. How much, what more could you ask for? He loves you, he I, loves I his family, he, he provided for you. What more that do you That does want? not make sense to me. I love him too, but we still have issues. We have <laughs> to get along issues, every though. day. Everybody has issues. You have to get along every day? Yeah, every day. We no. work together. Right, but you still don't have to get along every day. Yeah, we do. I don't get along with anybody every day. Well, we do because we drive together. To but work, you're not going to get home. along, though. You're going to have well, disagreements. Well, what I mean is, you know, you, you're driving together, you're together a lot, so you have to try to work things out, you know. Oh. And so uh, I'm not just because he loves me, I love him too. That doesn't mean there aren't things we need to resolve and, and, and work through. I don't get that argument. All I'm saying is that. I'm not, and I'm I don't not know just saying whether I'm self-righteous or not. I'm saying maybe I, I probably was a lot, you know, earlier. But as I get older... Were I'm you sure. or maybe you were? I was, oh, okay. obviously. And I you was. have apologized to him for that? No. Why not? It, I didn't apologize. It didn't come to me to apologize or to stop doing it, you know? No, you if he saw you earlier in life as being self-righteous, he may be holding that against you. And if you recognize that you are and he's been accusing you of it, you go to him and say, yeah, you were right about me. I, I was self-righteous, and I'm sorry about it. Well, the reason he said ever. I was self-righteous is because I said I, wanted, I didn't want to do something, right. and I said, I'm just trying to do the right thing, Wayne. And he said, well, you're just so self-righteous. But you admitted, though, that you were, at one point, self-righteous. But we're talking about two different things, But though. you still should apologize for the time that you were. I don't have a problem with that. It's just that he's never said, well, you're so self-righteous because you did that. With that, When that came up, with that, the reason that came up was for something else. And so if he says, yeah, you're so self-righteous because you did this and this and that, yeah, I've apologized over the years about certain things I have. But he may be still riding on the fact that you have been self-righteous. And just applying it to this situation. That could be. I mean, and because you haven't gone back and apologized for it, you may not realize that you have realized that and changed from it. Because when people <laughs> resent each other, they can't see the change when it comes. I understand what you I think I understand what you're saying. Maybe not. Let's say you have realized that you were a self-righteous person. And you have overcome it because you realize it, right? But if he resented you for it, he can't see the change in you. But and, if and I don't know that he's resenting me for that, how do I know just to go back and say that? So what now? If I don't know that he's resenting me for that, you know. But you don't need to know if he resents you for it. You need to know if you were that way and you have not gone back and apologized to your husband. But that was a lot of things. I mean, I don't know to go back and apologize for every single thing I ever did wrong. I just don't know. I've said I'm sorry about a lot of things over the years. I have apologized about a lot of different things. You Do know? you want to apologize for being self-righteous? I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, apologize. I <laughs> okay, that's fine. I don't have a problem It'll with It'll help. That. It really will sure, help. that's no problem. Because from that point forward, your opinion, would, would, he may see it in a different light now. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah, that's fine. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh. No, I was just saying, she, she's been married to him for 29 years. I mean, it must not have been that bad. Well, <laughs> I just need to... Take it moment by moment. Yeah. Live like that. Well, it seems to be hard for you to do that because you've been battling with this for years now. Well, like I say, um, 
sometimes I really am fine with it, other times that I'm, I'm not. So what caused you to go into the knot at times? I don't know. That's what you need to know. Yes, sir. Not looking at myself. I was going to say two things. Uh, first thing is, when you have a married couple and one person is going to church, whether it be Bond or somewhere else, and I don't know that Wayne goes to another church or not, but it's very hard not to, not to be self-righteous, especially for women. If they're going to church and the husband's not going, I've just seen that. It's very easy. It's, it's hard for them not to be self-righteous kind of pretend, you know, act like they're on a higher level spiritually than the, uh, the man is. That's the first point. The second point is, you know, you guys have raised three great kids. I can't imagine what the issue would be, or any argument that would be that, that big of a deal that it can't just be, it seems very small unless you guys are not disagreeing on how to raise your kids, those kind of issues, so. We did that. Yeah, you're beyond your past that. We disagreed so about like, that. You should be coasting at this point. Did this help it? No. Maybe the no, I think I know my own answer. It's just to stay. What, in the what do you think the answer is? Yeah. Just to stay in the moment and live in the moment. No, yeah. it was a deeper answer than that. No, because I don't think. I mean, it seems so surface from to me for you guys to say, "Well, I mean, he loves you, you love him. How I mean, how could you have issues? Of course, you have issues. Two people. Nobody says that. Those are roommates, and they have issues. I mean, that's how life goes. I understand that. I'm learning to overcome a lot of those things. I think it's the times when I'm not centered and, and, uh, and staying in the moment about stuff, I can overreact to him. And so when I'm overreacting and feeling uh, put upon, then I feel like what he's doing is wrong and I'm not seeing myself, I'm seeing his, you know, his, him. Right. And that's probably the main thing. Yes, sir, I was gonna say, all right, I think you just need to stop judging Wayne because uh, that's it. Really, well, uh, he's not doing what you know. You've been coming to Bond for years, and he's not coming to Bond. And I think, personally, I could be wrong, but I think that could be a big part of it. Is that that it is a little bit of a self righteousness in that in itself that you know you come to Bond and he doesn't. You I think you guys need to stop stereotyping stereotyping black women and women. Period. I mean, it's not all of that. I'm I, saying I it's all. In here. I'm just saying I've been all of that. I have been all of that, and I freely admit that. But I just, like she said, I just think all I'm saying is, um, we love each other. We've been together. I mean, I think we do well, considering that we are together all day long, every day, work and come home and all this kind of stuff, you know. And I'm not a clingy, needy person for him, and you know all and fussing and screaming, wake up, man, I don't do that, I'm not, I'm just not a mad person, I don't stay mad long, I mean, even though, you know, for years I did have anger and so on, I just don't do that, I don't have all that drama, I don't even like drama, you know, so I do everything I can to avoid it, um, so I've overcome a lot of things, but I'm just coming here and saying, okay, I have this issue, you know, yeah, I'm glad you so I'm saying, yeah. you know, how do I deal with this issue, and the bottom line probably is just for me to still keep my eyes on myself, like I'm telling Susan, you know, keep my eyes on myself and, and, and um, <clears throat> If you believe that's the answer, why don't you do that? Well, like I said, I do most, I do a lot of times and I don't have a problem. Right. And then every now and then I'll, I'll get off of it and then I have a problem. And why don't you just bounce back into it once you realize? I, I do, and so, but sometimes I, I think I want to talk it out. Yeah. Maybe you have a different answer for me or something like that, you know? I just want to talk and see what someone else has to say. 
But listen, you were rolling your eyes at Hermes when you were saying that. Why? That is absolutely not true. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are trying to judge women. You guys are listening to what Jesse <laughs> said. Judge women about everything. We have to be judging. We have to be doing all to our husbands. You know, we just can't be ever in, in the right. For no, I'm just joking. Okay. Yes, sir. Was, the only thing I would say is you guys are like a, a model. You know, people look at you guys as a, a couple that's, you know, successfully married, you know, three kids. But you always have had little complaints about Wayne, even in passing. And, you know, this is not the Try first time. Try being married 29 years, you're going to have some complaints, too. Right, I mean, that's normal. You know, in the grand scale of things, yeah. the things that you're complaining about, sure, they should be talked about. But they're so minuscule that it's not even funny. Well, I never said they were huge, they're not insurmountable or anything. All I'm doing is coming here as a forum right. to just bring them out, you know. Yes, and right. people need to understand that you may see us as a model, but we're just everyday people trying to make it, you know. Every day I'm trying to understand how to operate him, you know, deal with him about different things that he's trying to, and I see that, you know, I have issues too, and he sees me a certain way too. I see that, you know. Do you think that the men here judge the women? I think that, you know, the whole thing that you've given them about the black women, and a lot of that's true, that's fine, but I know I've come through a lot of that, you know. I've come through a lot of that, and so I, I don't, I don't care if you stereotype me, but at the same time, I've been through it, so I know a lot of it's not true anymore, you know? So you, you say the truth about black women is causing these men here to judge women? Um, I think that's going to be their first thought, you know. Just like Susan said, black women or whatever, maybe those are the only people she met. I mean, I don't know. But it's definitely a stereotype that you guys, you know, some of it's true, but then... Every black person is not like that or whatever. I mean, you know what? Forget about every black person. I'm saying people in every color have issues, you know? Yeah. Angry and whatever, whatever. And that's how I look at it. And so you think the men here judge the women? Well, if that's the first thought that comes up, yeah. You Obviously, think they, they are. Who Look around the room and tell me who in this room judge women, you think? All of them or just... I mean, how would I know? I don't know. It just depends but on what you have to be judged by somebody in here to feel that they judge you. That's what I'm asking. Say that again? You said that you believe the men... Uh, I'm saying by the... I'm saying by, you know, the replies that they're saying. Their reply is just saying that, okay, we're, you got to be judging him. you got to be... Well, I am in a sense. I am in a sense judging him in that moment, you know, because I'm not looking at myself. So, oh, so they're I'm, telling I'm the truth. I'm admitting that, but I'm not saying I'm a totally judge... It's like a blanket they laying on you, you know? Like, there's never a, a time when you can't be that way, is there? Oh, so you think be, by, by them saying what they said now, they imply, they're implying that you're never free of judgment? I think that's kind of what they're saying. It doesn't you, matter because I feel like I am. But you think that's what they think? I think that's what they think, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, sir? Yeah, I, I find this very confusing around the, going around the bush. It doesn't mean anything. What? This her description of the whole situation. Did she hate her husband? I, I have no idea what's going on. I can't tell. No, no. <laughs> yeah. It's like I don't know so, what, what it means. You don't, it's like I, I would you don't know, know what she's complaining about? I don't know. I would yeah, I don't know what she's complaining about. I don't know what oh, she's talking she about. She said that she has a good husband who provides, he loves her, he loves his children. But But she doesn't like it? She doesn't like him. She don't like this. Not she doesn't like him, but there are other things about him that has not been worked out yet. 
things about him that have not been worked out. And she wanna she wanna know how to handle those things that have not been worked out. Am I saying it right now? Okay. Well, I would know more from one concrete example of exactly what happened that you don't like than all this talk around the circle. Good point. One concrete example would, would illustrate more than all this stuff. Well, I don't know, it gets petty, really. Like I said, if, I, if, I, if, if we're trying to discuss something, if I have a problem with something, then um, he won't. Do what you said. He won't, he won't, even if, it's, if, I, if I make a valid point and it's really the right thing, he won't concede with that. He'll just have to be right. He'll, he won't, he'll just, he'll even lie about it or say, no, that's not true. Oh, you know? I see. And Give me an example. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I can't remember exactly. I don't, it's, it's just so many little things like right, that. Right, so out of all those many, you should be able to come up with one. I know, you would think, right? Yeah. I mean, something that stood out, this is kind of not related, but I'm kind of, it shows I'm kind of trying to overcome him. Like, the other day, he went into the garage, and um, and I just heard this hollering and screaming and fussing and cussing kind of thing, and I'm like, what, 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 what's wrong, what's wrong, you know? And I ran out there, and um, I said, he said something about the car, and I was like, well, maybe, you know, like maybe somebody hit the car on the side, and I didn't see it or something, or something happened. And he was fussing because I didn't pull up far enough into the garage, and he couldn't get behind the car without opening the garage door. And I was oh. like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, what? So I, didn't, I just kind of played and laughed, and I was like, you're just crazy, and I just went on back in the house, and so it's okay. But when I'm talking to him about, I, I don't have an example, but when I'm talking to him about, you know, well, let's do, let's, let's do this, you know, or let's not do this, or what do we do about that, you know, this happening in our business or our personal lives. Let me see if you up because of time. So let's say that you're trying to make a decision about the business. He mm -hmm. want to go left and you want to go right because you think right is the right way. He or think I left. just say, let's, which way do we go? You can say that to him? Oh, yeah. And he won't tell you which way to go? Right. I mean, sometimes he'll say, well, I don't know. I don't know what we do. But if he says he doesn't know, that. then he doesn't know. I don't want to deal with that. Oh, he said, I don't want to deal with it? Right. And that causes what for you? Um, well, I mean, I can let it go for a long time, but sometimes things are happening when you let it go. You need to make a decision. You need to make a decision. Oh, okay. Usually he's a decisive person, but I've, a lot of times, a lot of more things are coming up where I find out he's not as decisive. So a lot of times he makes decisions, sometimes he doesn't. More, yes. I'm sorry? Yes, that's true. I'm good. And so you can't handle him <laughs> not making decisions sometimes? No, it's not that. It's just that when he, if he's not going to be honest about something, okay, Rhonda, um, you, you know, you did this or you, you did that, and I didn't do it. Why I didn't do that, you know? Well, he's going to still lie about it and say, yes, you did, and that's it. So let's say you have some money in the cookie jar, and he accused you of taking the money, and going shopping. And you said, no, I didn't. He said, yes, you did. Are you saying that? I guess. I'm good. I'm no, you're not. You're <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> no. no, I'm over it. No, I'm good. I'm sorry? I, I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry. I don't have an example for you, so I just leave it alone. How is it looking to you right now? I, I know the circumstances, what I have to deal with, so you guys don't, so... I'm sure it looks strange to you guys. Are we giving you the best answers based on what you're giving us? I mean, 
But is it the best answer based on the information we're getting from you? The best answer is to stay in the moment. I'm sorry? The best answer is just to stay in the moment and deal with it moment by moment. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> yes, sir. We'll take one more after him and then we're done. Yes. Um, you know, I, I like your answer about uh, apologizing for yourself. I, I noticed that uh, whenever I see my brother and I'm, I'm on him about something, that um, I'm more into getting him to see something, which is, yeah. you know, it, it becomes a pressure thing. I, I'm more into getting him to see something than I am into watching what I'm trying to do to him. Yeah. You know, and if someone tells you you don't want to deal with it, that's as honest as, as they can be at that moment. They're telling you they don't want to deal with it. They feel uncomfortable. They, they want to run. You can't really, or you shouldn't really try to force them to deal with it too much, you know. Well, I haven't, I really you, given you even if it even if it needs a, an answer, you know, let let whatever, you know, let it go. You, if it, I haven't it, given you a good example, so I just take it all back, okay? You <laughs> but take you see what I mean? Back, I take it back. Well, because I haven't given you a good example of, of what I really mean, you know. And I just wanted to say also that um, your that our relationship between myself and my brother improved the most when I apologized to him for my willfulness, yeah. you know, trying to will, will my points on him. And that's what he would accuse me of being self-righteous, when I would be trying to force him to see a point. Oh, okay, good point. Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, excuse me. What I, what I hear is like, uh, she's sort of in, de in denial. Who is? Um, the wife or the husband? The wife. Oh. Uh, because she keeps saying that she overcame that. She overcame that, and maybe she hasn't overcome it completely, because then she would be able to express it. Well, that's true. That's what I'm saying, too. You have not overcome it completely. Oh, so is it your problem or his problem? Well, it's definitely my problem. That's why I brought it up, so yeah. that I can solve it. I mean, I'm not trying to force it on him to solve it. I keep looking at myself to see how to deal with the things, you know? Yeah. But I, my, and see, the way you say the things you guys say, it makes me, then I won't want to come in and say, well, I have a problem today, Jesse, you know? Yeah. How do I deal with that? If you're gonna so say, have well, they been just, mean to you? No, oh. it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, but you can't just jump to that conclusion that I'm just judging everything. You better be glad Raymond hasn't said anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can jump. At one point, when you say women nag their husbands all the time, and I was thinking, do I nag my husband? And I said, no, I don't nag him. You know, cause you got to answer just that fast? Mm -hmm. No, it's not about how fast I got no, to answer. No. <laughs> but uh, my kids will say, well, mom, you need to just speak up to him or you need to whatever. So I, I don't nag a lot of, about stuff, you know, but he nags. Yeah. He nags all the time, you know, and, and the same, I can't turn it on him because when, it's not that important to me, some of those things he talks about. So, but if I ask him, do I nag? He would say yes. And I don't think that's honest. <laughs> is that? But is that is that crazy or what? And, and if he's not being honest about it, how do you feel about that? If he's lying, that you that you are a nagger. Um, it's not that per se, but it's like if you have an argument and and a disagreement about something, and you're trying to get to the next point, you're trying to resolve it. You right. can't resolve it if someone won't concede this is true or this is not true. No matter what it is, no matter if I don't concede, then he can't say, well, you know. Yeah. Move on. 
All right, let's get a quick response from these two, <laughs> and then we'll end this. I have the answer for you. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, one thing I noticed, this is very common between men and women, very common. This is nothing out of the ordinary. It's kind of the way things are. Um, you, know, this, uh, you know, there's a story, and, and it's harder for women. Men to men, it's, it's easier. There's an easier kind of relationship because it's more business. And women have a kind of a, they have one seed of doubt or one seed of resentment, <coughs> anger, or discomfort. Everything is ruined. They cannot... That po it poisons their heart, and they'll have a, they'll have a, um, like a difference, or they'll have a, um, an, a resentment towards that person with one seed of doubt for that one small thing. They may not even remember it, but it, it's it's that way. There's a man in the Bible who. Um, a long story short, for me because he was a slave. He was a slave, and he was such a good slave that the, the master gave him control over everything that he owned. Yeah. And then the wife came after him, and, and uh, there was a lie, and he would not sleep with his, uh, with his uh, master's wife. And the master's wife finally told a lie and threw him in prison. And in prison, he was such a noble person that the, that the, 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 the person who ran the prison gave control over the prison over to this man. He was so noble. He did not have one seed of anger or resentment or hatred in his heart. And he was so noble. So how did this relate to Rhonda? If she was able to be noble, she could, she could endure this. This is nothing compared to being a slave. Are you a good slave, Rhonda? <laughs> <laughs> you need to be a good slave. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, okay. Well, I'm in, I'm Are you a good slave? No, no. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm sorry? I'm going Remember to this word? I'm going to endure. Are you guys? Are you a good slave? Evidently not. I'm sorry? Evidently not. Well, that's the problem then. I know, right? <laughs> she hates what she's going through. She hates it. She reasons she hates it. She's not honest with herself. Uh, it's really nothing what she's going through. Look what she, kind of car she drives. Look the life she lives. I she's don't. Would she's you guys crazy. stop that? that that's yeah. crazy. Leave her alone. I mean, that Leave is her crazy. car alone. <laughs> but that is insane to me. What difference does it make what I drive, what it looks like on the outside? You know? That's right. What difference does that make? This, the reality of people need to know. That you're not happy. I'll trade your cars. Okay, no, so he's telling me I'm not, not happy. Who said you're not happy? Francisco said that I'm not happy. And I'm trying to say, I'm okay. trying to overcome certain Let me do this because I want to end this. I kind of want to end this thing and move forward. You had a final point. The only thing I wanted to say, Ron, is that you, you said that we were being judgmental and... No, I'm not saying you're being judgmental. I'm just saying you guys... She said you, like said you, you hate are women. Oh, yeah, we hate women. On everything. And we <laughs> hate black women especially. <laughs> so, but everything you mentioned about your situation has been... And you even said it was petty. Um, you appeared a little naggy at, at it. You appeared. You definitely appeared like you don't like going through it. So we only answered all our all our questions were answered based on what you threw out there. I'm so, so of course I'm saying I don't like going through it. That's why I'm trying to say, okay, give me a better way to go through it. Yeah. So what, what you it makes me want you, to say, don't don't ask because you said, well, don't if it, if you don't have a, if you have a great life, then you can't have a problem. That no, sounds like it's what you're saying. No, not that. What we're saying is the little stuff that you've thrown out there doesn't seem enough to be doesn't seem bad enough to be. I never said it was bad. Is your husband black? 
Yes, Melissa, last word. <laughs> Nobody else raise your hand no. on this one. I, you had your hand, I'm go ahead. Confused. You changed your mind? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Susan, you want to, you, you waited for oh, a long time. I'll be I finished. forgot what I was going to say. Oh, okay. I, I can only imagine what you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I want to go back to the point that, um, oh, let me ask this. Francisco made about her not being a good slave. How many people think she should be a better slave? <laughs> <laughs> Look at all the guys here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think she needs to be a better slave? No. You don't think so? Well, she needs to get over her resentment because she's resenting him. But not be a good slave? Not a slave, but she, I mean, she should speak up and say what she feels, but she doesn't have to just go along because he doesn't sound like he's really putting what's right ahead of anything else. So. Well. I don't think she owes that to go along with just anything. Are you a good slave? No. You're not a good slave? No. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick has a good slave. She only speaks up once a year, remember? <laughs> no, once out of seven years. How long have you been married? Seven years? And she only disagreed once. Once? <laughs> I'm sorry? But she did it. And she hasn't done it since. <laughs> so, who do you think she should be a, a, a good slave? No. She should be. Absolutely not. And, and why not? Why should she not be a good slave? Uh -huh. Because I don't think anyone should be a slave to anything. Oh. Uh -huh. And how about you? You agree with that? Yes. You think she should be a good slave? <laughs> I I came <laughs> later, so I don't. Uh, I don't know what conversation they were. Of course not slave, slave for slave, but sometimes uh, I would say <laughs> that uh, <laughs> obedience is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> obedience is a good thing. Well, I feel pretty good slave is that hung in there for 29 years, you have to admit. Hung in there. Yeah. You know, I still like it. You like speaking, love each other still, so. I mean, that's saying something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You want to give up that yes, car. Yes, <laughs> 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 get the car anyway. That what she's going through is not petty. It is a battle between men and women who is right and who is in control. And it is not petty. And I don't know about her circumstances, what car she drives and all. I think that is, that's the petty part. Yeah. The other part is real serious because that's the part that, that's aggravating her. Right. She said that she has a good husband. Mm -hmm. He's provided. He provided for the family. He loves her. He loves his children. And she drives a Mercedes every year. Okay. <laughs> or, or a BMW. <laughs> That's besides the point. Has, does he beat you? Does he have to for me to have an issue? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Do you think she needs to be a better slave? Um, I don't know. I, when she asks uh, about wanting to be able to follow him. Um, I just thought, well, um, don't assume that he's never going to get better. And that, um, I guess I would just try to give him a chance to
be the good right man every time, each time, and even if he's not, then, then go your own way. But you and what? If what? The if he's if he's not being right, then you don't have to follow him. But yes, sir. I agree uh, with you on that. By the way, yes. Um, I was thinking that maybe it's, she has come through a lot. I've seen a lot of change in her over the years. And maybe now her kids are gone, they're getting married, they're, you know, and this is the um, dark side trying to, you know, get her involved, you know, get her upset, get her, um, I don't know. That's Let me do this real fast. Patrick, are you a good slave? Um, I could be better. So you're not? Uh, uh, no. Are you sure you'd be a good slave? Well, to, to make this a good philosophical point here, we're kind of joking about the word slave, but we're all slaves in certain ways. And are you a good one? Uh, no. And what, you want to be a good slave? Yeah, I do. But you're married to a good slave, right? <laughs> is, this, is, this going, is this on tape here, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm cognizant of the cameras here. Uh, she is not always a, I'm putting quote marks for the cameras, a good slave either. And uh, the point is we all have roles and we need to, we need to make things work right. We have to, we have to do them. And at some point we're taking direction from somebody else yeah. in a circumstance. And if you're, to be honest, if, you're, if you didn't resent your husband, and I think you did admit that you do still, uh, you, will know, you will know when, because her original question was about asking, you know, when do I kind of follow him and then when he's wrong, do I, what do I do? Well, obviously if somebody is wrong, you can't follow that, and, you, and if you are not resenting someone, you have the wisdom to know when to do that and when not to. Generally, you're in a situation where you, a wife with a husband needs to follow the directions of the husband, as long as they are, you know, right. Of course, the problem is when you say as long as they are right to people, some people open the door up who don't really want to follow a husband. They'll open that up to say almost any situation is grounds to not follow the husband. But you have to be... <laughs> You have to be not resentful to begin with, so you have the wisdom to know what is following and what isn't, and when not to, and when you should. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, I think just the fact that I didn't even call you back. I was thinking about, I did call you, and you weren't there. And then I, I kind of just worked through it. And every day I have to look at it and deal with everything every day and in the moment. Right. And so I think just the fact that, um, you know, I'm not angry about it, I'm not mad at him and all that. I'm okay with it. Uh, I just brought it up sometimes, like I said, just to, yeah, just to get the words here. out, you know. Yes. But it's, it's hard for other people to know all your circumstances right. and see everything that you see, yeah. you know. So I just think that um, sometimes I want to talk is what it is. Yeah, that's why we I do work it out in my head. I kind of, you know, resolve it. And we don't stay mad and we don't all that kind of stuff, which is great. And so... I think it works out anyway. Final word, yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, you were talking about are you a good slave? And um, Francisco's example was really, it's really great. It are you really a good slave to your wife? Uh, I'm not a noble person, no. You see, that's what you need to be. You, need, you know, in other words, that, that slave that Francisco described, okay, 
is extremely rare. You know, I'm not that noble person. And why would you become that noble person? Uh, I, I want to be. I really What's holding you back? Uh, well, just going back to the example, okay? And literally dealing with the example that Francisco brought up, yes. I'm not sure if I, if the, the wife would be approaching me that I would be steadfast and not do that. You see what I'm saying? But why, what is holding you back from becoming a good slave? Uh, if you, you know, think a person should be that. Because that was way back in the Bible days. Yes. Maybe the guy had no other choice. <laughs> well, because especially uh, being in the circumstance that this slave was in, he was a slave, and yet he was his what noble. What prevented you from becoming a good slave? Uh, that's a good question. I just know by him describing it that I'm not that way. Oh, okay. You see, yeah. that I wish to be that way, but I'm not that way. And going back to you, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm serious. You know, you could really, you could really just bring it down to that one simple sentence. You're not that noble person that you would need to be. That would take care of it, right there. That would take care of it. That would address everything. Are you a good slave, sir? Me? Uh -huh. Are you married? Yeah. Are you a good slave? My wife. <laughs> Absolutely not. He's not a slave. No way. He's the control. Oh, uh, he is. I'm a slave. You're a slave. In what way? I think uh, it's opposite. You do? <laughs> yeah. See, Roman. He see. I didn't hear what he said. She said he doesn't agree with her. He no. said that he is a slave, right? You're and she's controlling. Uh huh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see how she put on that really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Are you controlling? You don't control at all? No. Yes, yeah, she does. She does. <laughs> <laughs> and how is she controlling it? Give me an example. Example how she controls? How long have you been married? 25 years. Oh, same Today. Year. Today? Yes. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And how <laughs> is she controlling? You wish you would stop doing what? Oh, she's stopping doing me everything. Oh, you wish you'd stop everything? Yes. Oh. So he said, she said, what do you wish I would stop ah, doing? Ah, what do you wish? What do you wish I would stop doing? Oh, I would you. like her to continue the same. Oh, you want to be controlled? Yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. You're a good slave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me just say, um, <laughs> let me just, yeah. When you ask the uh, husband, is he a good slave to a wife? I'm not sure what you mean. Well, wait. I'll tell you in a minute. Are you a good slave? No. You're not a good slave. How about period in life? I think I go in and out. You go in and out of slavery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought, I thought, Rhonda, did you say you are a good slave or you're not? I'm a good, I'm a good slave to my sins and my uh, judgment. Good slave to what? My judgment and all the things that I do wrong, I'm a great slave to that. Oh, okay. I thought Francisco made a very interesting point. Before you can become a good master, you have to become a good slave. Otherwise, you could never be a good leader. If you can't follow people, you know, especially when they're giving you right advice or doing the right thing, you're never going to be a good leader. And the Bible does talk about that. And I know a lot of people in relationships and in business, 
they they want it their way, and they're not able to follow whoever whomever's uh, over them, who is guiding them. And if you can't do it, you're never going to be a good. Uh, you, you don't even represent God if you're not able to do that. Because God, if you notice with Christ, he was a good slave. He followed everything the Father said do, even those things he didn't want to do. But he followed his Father. He did what he had to do. He didn't complain about it. He may not have always agreed with it, but he did not complain, and he became a good leader. We have to become, you know, I, I'm a good uh, slave, and I love being a good slave. In my, in my business, I listen to my manager. You know, I listen to other employees. I listen to men and women, what they have to say. I may not always agree, but I never become angry or, 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 or it doesn't affect my happiness when I disagree with what they have to say. Because people have different opinions about things. You may not always be right. And I think what the problem you're feeling is, is more you and I know more about your situation than these people know. But if you were to relax and not resent your husband at all, then you wouldn't feel that pull on the inside that you feel. You would see that he's wrong or that he has his issues, but God will show you how to work it out. It will work itself out. But the moment you become upset because he's not doing it or saying it or whatever, and it looked like it's going to bring other trouble, then both parties lose. And that's where you're making a mistake. It's more you than him. He has his issue. But God will work you out. If you, excuse me, man. This stuff is awful in my nose. But God has his, um, God loves you, and he will take care of you, but you have to stay calm so you can see your way out of it. And you don't trust that. You don't trust your husband, you don't trust yourself, and you don't trust God. You may trust yourself more than you trust your husband or God. And that's where the problem is. That makes sense? Yes, it makes sense. I can't hear you. Yes, if you disagree, let me know so I can make it clearer for you. No, I don't really disagree. I mean, I think I have to be saved, you know. Born okay. again, born again more, and I wouldn't go in and out of it. You mean and born I, again more? What do you mean more? I mean, not more. I just mean I need to be born again, and since I'm not, I go in and out. Yeah. And if you could realize that's not your husband. Now, it's difficult living with a man who is not logical, you know, who is impatient and all that. It's hard for a woman to live with a person like that. Especially a man, since the man is her head. You know what I mean? And it's like living with a father as a child and the father's weak. It's the same kind of thing. But since you are an adult and you understand what's right, you have to relax and let righteousness guide you. Be that example for your husband. And you have to be as willing to be that example for him as he should be for you. Since you, you know, you're supposed to know the right thing. Mm -hmm. I agree. And you're not being that way. That's where the problem is coming from. I agree. And that's probably why he would think that you're a hypocrite at times. Because you want him to be something you're not. No, that wasn't the case in that instance. Well, I don't know that. I'm just saying <laughs> that's what it could be because how can you ask someone else to be right if you're wrong? You know what I'm saying? And, but that wasn't the case. And, and, and uh, the point that Doug made is, is an important point in that a lot of times when we're into the Bible, we're Christians or whatever, mm -hmm. we're not even realizing it. We're constantly judging everybody else. Everybody's stuff is based on what you know is right. Instead of just observing it but not having any feelings about it, 
we're, we're constantly judging other people, and that's where the problem comes to. Does that have to be? Because when you're born again of God, you cannot judge with emotions. You don't have that to go on anymore. So whatever someone else is doing, you just disagree with it, but inwardly, you're not bothered by it. But I already know I'm not born again, so I'm just still going through those changes, right? Right. And you need to recognize that rather than just being mad at him. Be honest with him, as the young lady said. Be honest with him, but don't resent him. And if, you, if you're feeling something on the inside about it, it's because you're resenting. I agree. Because when you don't resent, you don't feel all that stuff or think all those weird thoughts. Because you're walking in the light. And we should become, we should be good slaves. It's just that when you think of slavery, you think of it in a bad way. Yes. yes but a good slave is committed to what is right. And he's got, he or she is going to be fair and right to that environment. And God will reward you greatly for that. He really will. It's amazing how that works. Even in the good old days, one of the things that I think saved a lot of black people in those days is that they understood that they were in a bad situation, but they didn't hate the situation. And that's why they were able to overcome, because they didn't hate the situation. Now, they were taught later to hate it. As time went on, they were taught to hate it. But when I was growing up, I did not hear my grandparents and parents complaining about it. They knew it was wrong, but they said, if you don't hate, you love, you do what's right, work hard, you can make it. Because tough times should bring the best out of us. But if you're not willing to endure it, then you're not going to become the best person that you can be. So you got to stop resenting your husband because that's what it is. And it's made you afraid that this other part of your life is going to fall apart because you have this resentment and it's separating you from God. And when you're separated from God, you have fear. It doesn't seem that things are going to work out. What do you think about that? Oh, I'm trying to see if that means I resent my husband all the time once I resent him one time. Well, if you have resentment, period, you have resentment. Because you can't have love and resentment. Yeah. One is of the devil and one is of God. And that's why God said you must be born again so you can get rid of all hate. Because you can't have both of them at one time. You know, you don't go in and out of it. Mm -hmm. I understand. So what do you think you have? What do I think I have? Love or hate. Yeah. And it, the, the sooner you can realize it, the sooner you'll overcome it. Coming out of denial is what set you free. Well, when you realize it, that doesn't mean you're born again, though. So you still could. How do you know that? Because I've realized it before, and I still go back into it. Yeah, but something has I'm to I'm not take... in it all the time, you know? I'm sorry? I'm not in it all the time. Yeah. But it's not gone, so. Right. But you can have a glimpse of it. Yeah, you know, I do resent. And so you see that there's a, a better way of living. Mm -hmm. But you have to ask God to humble your heart so that you can be born again. And then he'll wipe it clean and you'll operate from love. And, and you're right. You can, have, you, you can realize, wow, I'm full of hate. I'm hating him now. But that doesn't cause you. you gotta, God has to cause your heart to change. And then you'll live a life of no hate. You speak up, you deal with issues, but you have perfect peace within. But you must be born again. You gotta die from that ego thing. Mm -hmm. And then you become a good slave. 
That makes sense? Anybody disagree with that? No. No? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I was always wondering why, uh, why in, uh, in this wor oh, world, the world seems to tempt us, tempt uh, people to rely, uh, rely on it. And uh, after this discussion, I think I know the answer. People, uh, <coughs> people want to be, I, I believe people want to be lied to, to believe that there are kings and kings in their own little kingdom yeah. without even, uh, but uh, unless they know what, uh, what it's like to be a servant, how would they know what it's like to be a king? Yeah. Yeah, ego love lies. That's why people do this to each other. They love to be lied to, not realizing that it's not them, but it's this thing that has made a home inside of them. Yes, I guess that's it's a why, spiritual thing. That's why we have this. Uh, our, uh, the ego and the economy is what it is because people uh, people demanded me and me gratification instead of patience. Yeah, exactly. Yes, ma'am. Do you have your hand? Oh, I just um, I was just going to say that I use slavery as. Um, being driven without volition, yes. and, and that's that's why I said I'm not a slave, and I don't think anyone should be a slave. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so that's that was my my viewpoint of the word slave and, and or slavery. Right, and I understand that. I, when God talked about slavery, He talked about a commitment to truth first, to righteousness, and when you are a righteous person, whatever is given to you to do. Whether the person is bad or not that's over you, you're going to do your best with it. I you, believe that. Yeah, because you know that your father, well, you just know you're operating out of love and you can't go wrong. I believe that. Yeah, it's not based on how the other person is at all. It's your righteousness with, with the father. Yes, I'm just, I was going to add that. I think one thing that women don't realize, especially in marriage, that if a man is wrong about an issue, there's something about... When a woman points it out, she is right. That's like, men will come around and see that. It's very embarrassing. And Rhonda had said she was, they had a disagreement, and she was telling Wayne she just wants to do the right thing. Even if he's not, doesn't see it in that moment, as long as you stand there, you're kind of holding up a mirror by not being angry, the guy will see it. Yeah, be patient. He will, you know, it will change. There's a, that's real powerful, especially when it comes from a wife to a husband. It's just, there's something about it that will shame him into doing what's right. Yeah. You agree with that, Ron? Um, it could be, yeah. Could be. It could happen. Yeah. It depends on the person, really. Yeah. I'm sorry? It depends on the person. Yeah. No. If the person is seeking what's right. Mm -hmm. and, and I think a lot of people want what's right. And if you are a man who is working hard, you're trying to do the right thing anyway, but you still have some issues, if the wife can be patient but honest, that can help him to overcome. I agree. Because that's what love is. I agree. Yeah. Did you have your hand? Yeah, you know, um, when you said uh, to ask God, that provoked a series of um, questions in my head. And because uh, I'm, I'm interested more now in the how to and, and. How to what? How to ask. Or if you ask, are you really asking or are you asking, you know, with an impure, you know, with an impure heart? Or does God delay your, 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 you know, his response because he's moving on his own time? So there's all those dynamics that, that you know, uh, that can help create doubt and, and despair and stuff. You know, like, uh, 
did I ask truly, or do I really want to be cured, or if I did ask truly, is he delaying for his own purpose, you know, down the road? So that uncertainty is, is um, you know, it's not like you get a message, or I haven't, that says, hey, it's coming, uh, you know, uh, for sure, just chill out, you know, and, and I'll deliver you in my time. You know, I've, I've heard you ask, and leave it alone, that kind of thing. So because we don't get those kind of things, you know, like we read in the book, um, there, there's always that kind of, you know, a little bit of a self-doubt. Did I really ask or did he really hear or, you know, that kind of thing. That's interesting. Um, did you want, you, had, you, had, you want to respond to that first? Uh, Go ahead. We do get responses and we do get signs, so to speak, but we ignore them. Yeah. There, if you ask for something, you're going to get it. And the problem is that you don't recognize it as your salvation or you don't recognize it, period. Or you look the other way. Yes, so that's why I addressed that when I said, am I asking with a pure heart? You know, how do I know, I know that? You know, know sometimes that. I just ask out I of, I, I'm sure I just asked out of, uh, you know, to get over the moment. But when the real deal comes, you know, uh, I've, I've retreated. And so that means what? Did Lois want to respond first? Go ahead, Lois. I agree with, with what Doug says. Um, yeah. But that doesn't stop me. I'm just, it doesn't stop me from asking more than once. You know, and um, it is true that God does things in his own time. And he, he does what's best for us because he knows what's best for us, and we don't. Every time, yes, sir. Um, I, I can say, I'm asking God for an answer. I can say that that's on the top of my head. I'm asking God on a surface way for something, and I'm watching myself say it. So therefore, I believe that I'm looking for the answer. But the fact that I say it and I observe myself say it doesn't mean I'm really willing to accept the answer. Yeah. And God knows whether, whether I really want the answer or whether I really don't want the answer, yeah. no yeah. matter what I say. Yes, sir. I can relate to what Doug was saying because I asked God for change, to change my lazy, no good heart that was just wanted to hide, and He did. But I, you know, I still had to act I, like He made me more patient and was changing my life. But I, I, I had to act on that. I had to make some changes, you know. And it's like He was there for me, but I still it was me that like, you know held myself back. The answer was there and he changed me. But I had to act on the courage. I mean, he expected, he expects us to, you know, act on what he gives us. And that, that changed a lot for me. You know, um, rarely, rarely, once in a while, every blue moon, whenever you see a blue moon, that's when you need to ask God anything. It's best that you don't use words in asking God for something because he's going to give it to you, but not in the way that you wanted it. And because in your own mindset, you have an idea of how things should be. You know, you ask for something, you want it to come in a certain way. And if it doesn't come in that certain way, you're going to reject it. So when you ask God for something, 
He will give it to you, but not in the way you think he should, and then you reject it. For an example, you say, oh, Lord, give me patience. I want more patience. And so you're thinking somehow or another he's going to calm you down, and now you're patient. But what he's going to do is give you the worst people in the world to deal with. You know, just hateful, out of control, impatient, mean people, so that you can develop patience. But most people, and then most people reject that. They don't want that. They want another kind of patient where you don't have to go through anything. You ask God, oh, oh Lord, I need some money. Give me some money, right? And he's going to like put way out. You got to go out there and work it. You got to do something to get the money. But you're thinking the money's going to fall out of the sky. <laughs> and so you reject that way. It's best to just be still and know him. And allow him to take care of you. Because he already understands your need. He knows your heart. And he will add things unto you. And you're ready to receive them. Now sometimes you can ask. Like somebody said, I asked God to change my heart. I've asked that before. He will do it. But it's best to just let him take care of you. Because he knows your heart. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And God is going to give you what you can handle. He'll bring it naturally. But you have to trust that. Because he said in the Bible that you don't know what to ask for. You don't know what you need. You don't know what you want. He knows. He understands. So whenever you ask, you're going to ask for the wrong thing. You know, you may say, oh, Lord, I want a man. I want a husband. And he'll give you the worst one so you can go through some things with them and become a better person. But you reject that man or that woman. So it's best to let him add it unto you rather than always asking. You don't know what you want. You're going by what you feel. That makes sense? Yeah. But you gotta, you got to find that place to trust that. That you don't have to always be asking because we've been taught that we need to always ask. But when you're still, you are asking it just in a, a quiet, spiritual kind of a way. God is a spirit, and you are a spirit, and we connect with him spiritually, and then he'll take care of us. That's why a lot of people reject. He does. Doug is right. Every time you ask, he's going to give it to you, but not the way you want it. Yes, ma'am. I, I want to know, if you ask God to show you if you're sincere, does he? He will. I mean, it's up to him. But most people are dishonest about themselves, their own heart. They don't really know when they're sincere or not. Because your mind can make you think you are. You could pretend that you're sincere. You can fake it and not be sincere. Because most people don't know themselves. Right. And you could also think that you're not sincere. Right. You can think that too because that's how the devil works. Right. He builds you up to tear you down. Mm -hmm. He lies to you and makes you feel good and makes you feel bad by whatever he does. Mm -hmm. you don't, that's why you got to be still, know God, so you can know your own heart. And be honest about your own heart. Yes, ma'am. The mind is so deceiving. And we've been taught to be deceiving. Yes, ma'am. I would just want to share that I believe that we know what we want, but God knows what we need. What do you think of that? I've heard that before. The young lady right here want to respond first. She's jumping up and down. What, what do you think about that? That's a very interesting statement. I believe God knows what we need, but he also knows what we want. Do we know what we want? 
We know what we want. Well, that's what she said. She said, you said we know what we want, but God knows what we need. And you agree with that? It's not a guessing game, and I'm not saying, listen, everybody in the eye. We're fellowshipping, so. Do you agree with that statement? I agree with that, but I also believe God knows what I want. He knows both. Well, he does. He knows all things. Mm -hmm. But he knows what we need. Melissa, you agree with that? Yes, dear Lois. Sometimes I don't believe we know what we want. I, I, just, just a small example of um, my granddaughter asked what she wants for her birthday. She wanted a Barbie doll. She always wants Barbie dolls because <laughs> she doesn't know what else is available. So we're like that in a way, too. We don't know what else is available. So we're not patient or we may keep asking or... Something like that. We don't so really you don't know. think we know what we want? I don't. Maybe not what we need, but we know yeah. what we want? Yeah, I don't think we know what we want. Okay. Because and and you had your hand in it? We think we know what we want. We think we know. Oh, okay. Great. No, we don't know what we want. Children want candy and eat cake. But it's not good for them that they know what they want. But not that it's good for you, but... She said we know what we want, but he understands how to do We don't even know what we want. We don't even know ourselves. How can you know what you want? So you don't know what you want? No. Oh, yeah. You, you think you, you, think you know, but... Well, you I, so holy today? I knew what I wanted for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Did God give you what you Did need? You know all the choices. <laughs> he gave me all, you know all the choices. <laughs> so, do we know what we want? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so all the time. Maybe sometimes you do, but I don't think all the time you know what you want, because if you did, um, when you did ask God for something and he gave, he gave it to you, you would, you would accept it. If you knew what you wanted, you would accept it. What do you say to that, Hermes? No, I don't think we know what we want. Do you know what you want? Um, sometimes I think I do, but no. What do you want? There's certain things that I don't want. <laughs> Cheeseburger with fries. Let's say, let's say I'm, you know, yeah. the situation, I want it to be resolved or whatever. I may, I, I may want that, but I don't really know. If that, that may not be what God wants, or that may not be what. So you don't agree that we know what we want? She, she said we know what we want, but God knows what we no, need. No, I don't think we do, because we're so good at deceiving ourselves. And, no, I don't think we do know. What do you say, John? Wake up for me and tell me, then you go back to sleep. <laughs> I think, um, uh, like our true selves, um, if we're um, we're so wedded to our egos, we um, we can't, we don't, we don't know. But um, for me, I have a lot of different sides of my ego, and that side wants a lot of different things. Um, but um, and some of those might be good things that are good for me. But um, I can get so caught up in ping-ponging back and forth, uh, deciding what's good for me and what's not good for me, that uh, it just, um, so, but my true self, I would say, usually doesn't know um, because it's so clouded by my ego. Or my so you don't know what you want? I get glimpses of it, I think, but as you can tell, I, I'm, uh, I'm unsure. About if you know what you want? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so you know what you want? Well, what do you want? 
We just met. Are you really waiting for an answer? She doesn't know. No, I do know. I just I don't want to burden everybody here with it. She knows. Yeah. She knows. Huh? Oh, yeah. What do you want? How much time do you have? <laughs> uh, three minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes. <laughs> well, one of the things I want is I want to go back to work. I'm a retired teacher, and uh, I retired a little bit early so that I could do the work that I really love. And then I had an injury which debilitated me to the point where I have not been able to go back to work. Mm. And so um, I, I really want to go back to work. Part-time. Oh, part-time. Okay. Let me just say this. Uh, God said that we know nothing, and of ourselves we can do nothing. And so we really don't know what we want either. Because a lot of times we think we want something, and when we get it, we realize we didn't want it. Have you ever had that? Yeah. You know, like you just feel like, wow, I really wanted this. And once you get it, uh, you don't want it. You realize, wow, I didn't want that. Because in reality, in true life, we don't know what we want. And it is because until you're born again, you're in a, a fallen state of being. You're, you're like an ego-driven person. And that ego wants everything that's wrong. But it's an ego gratification, and it's not really what you want, the real you. And so we do not know what we want. That's why once you be still and know God, you start to see all the things you, start, you thought you wanted in life were wrong. You didn't really want that, and especially when you, start, when you receive what he's given you. You realize, wow, I never wanted those things. It was crazy I was thinking that way. And I thought I wanted this and I wanted that. You really don't know what you want. If you don't have the ability to make a decision, how do you have ability, ability to decide what you want? You know what I mean? We, we, we are influenced by good or evil. And that influence makes decisions for us all the time. But we think, because we don't know ourselves, we're thinking that we're making those decisions. But if you really get to know yourself, you're going to see that you're constantly being influenced for your desires. It's really not you making that decision. And that's why some people hate themselves when they, you know, they make a decision or they want something, they go get it, they feel worse about themselves because they realize it's the wrong thing. Then they judge themselves and now they have more problems. Really, we, don't, we are not in control of anything. No, of nothing, we are not in control of anything. But when you're in your fallen state, you think you are. Prideful people think that they're making decisions. They think that they're in control. That's why we must be born again. You've got to get to know yourself so you can see that you're really not in control. You got to, and then I'm telling you, the moment you see that, you let go, that's when you will have perfect peace. Because why be mad about something that you're not in control of anyway? If you can't change yourself, you can't change your thoughts. Why be upset about it? Then life will start to work for you. Yes, sir. Um, I'm going to try to say this right. Um, 
So when you try to um, let go of con uh, control and let God control things, and um, life seems to get worse um, circumstantially or, um, or uh, opposed to what you want, and uh, things are at stake, like that's what I'm going through now, and, um, and I'm looking at it, it's like a, it's like, it feels like such a crisis in my life. And if you want details, I can give you them, but you get it, great. Um, and then I, I'm kind of looking at this like dark void in my life and seeing how I'm more attached to the world than I am to God. And I'm seeing that like, uh, like there's a lot riding on that with people. It's like in a work situation where I'm supposed to be able to do a job well, and I can't do it well. Like, I'm, I'm seeing that I'm not that good at what I do, and I've been elevated to a position where I have a lot of responsibility. And I disagree with a lot of uh, kind of what I do with work. It's just like dumb TV stuff. It's like, but, but the thing is, I can see that I don't have, I'm not as good as I thought I was, and I'm not that interested, and I, I'm not, I can't do the work. But I've always want. I've always had a trouble. Trouble that I have a conflict about that work. So I'm just looking at it, going, and I'm asking God, "Well, help me do the work." Or I'm not even asking Him. It's just like, either this is I'm supposed to change something, and I don't know what it is. But things are falling apart. Yeah. Does that make sense? A little bit, I think. Okay. I try to. I know I didn't give any details. Yeah. So. But to both of you, like in your position, then I come back. Instead of trying to. You know, saying to yourself, wow, I want to go back to teaching and all that. You, you should say, God, what is your will? Let your will be done. Because maybe that happened so he can put you in this position to get you to do something else. I thought about that. Yeah, but if you got in your mind, I love teaching, I just want to go back, then you have developed a mindset that will block him from showing you what he will have you do. So I, let that go, you know. You taught when you were teaching. Now you can't teach. What is your will for me now? And don't have a mindset. And it works every time. But if you lock yourself in, then you're going to become depressed or, you know, lonely, whatever, you know, people get. Because you're not getting what you think you want to do. But let his will be done now. He put you there for a reason. All right? And just be patient and do your best with whatever it is you're doing. And I don't quite know what your problem is, but... <laughs> <clears throat> but what I would do if I were you, I would thank God that I'm in this position right now. Yeah. Like, wow, I'm in this position. Allow me to see how to make it work. And just relax, and the answer will come. Because maybe you're there for reasons, other reasons, too, not just the job itself. But just relax. Whatever situation we find ourselves in, like with Rhonda with her husband, if she would just relax and be herself and let God's will be done, it works out fine. And so instead of looking at how difficult this job is or how whatever you're thinking about it, relax, be grateful to have it, and relax and let him guide you through it. And he would never fail you. But if you lost in your head and, wow, why, you know, I'm in this, I can't believe it, why me? You're not willing to endure anything. I don't feel like I'm lost in my head. I feel like... You know, in the circumstances, I feel like it's 
I don't feel like I'm lost in my head. But if we lost there, you shouldn't have any complaints. Yeah. No complaints. Just be still and go through it. Yeah. When we are in situations to become better people. However we get there. But if you can calm down in the midst of a storm, you can overcome it. He'll take you through it. Yeah. And the job may look like a difficult job, but if you're quiet within, he will show you how to see through it, your way through it. Okay. Either take you out of it or cause you to grow out of it. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. Whatever it is you're going through. Yeah. But the problem is most people overreact to everything they get into. It's an instant overreaction. They worry, they become afraid, they feel like they can't do it. And you'll be amazed at what you can do if you relax in the midst of it. Remember when the guys were on the boat with Jesus? And while Jesus was up, they were like, wow, we're all tough. We love the Lord. We have power, right? And as soon as Jesus went to sleep and the water came, the wave came and the boat started shaking, they freaked out. Like, wake up, Jesus. This is a tough job. I can't believe you gave me this position. He's like, what's up with you guys? If you calm down, you can tell the water to be still, and it will. And that's the truth. That's all. Like, if you stay calm, you can overcome anything. Anything. Yes, ma'am. Did I see your hand? Yes, you did. You said relax and be calm. Yes. Um, and I need to understand what that means, because life goes on, and you've got to do what you've got to do each and every day. Right. So when you say relax and be calm, what is that? Simply not overreacting to anything. Don't become upset about it. <laughs> That'll relax you. <laughs> That's like Marvin Gaye. Yeah. I see what you're listening to. <laughs> but you know, when you come into a situation, especially one that seemed to be bad, your first thought should be to stay calm. Don't overreact. Don't go into your imagination. Don't freak out. Don't become angry. Be still and feel whatever pain you have to feel so you can overcome it. That's all you have to do. But the moment you become into your head, you become angry, or you want a quick fix or something, then you lose. But you have to stay calm within and not overreact. Did it? That help. Because the thoughts that come and say, oh, this is a bad situation. You better get rid of it. Get angry, overreact, or do something. Don't do it. You look puzzled. No, not puzzled. Okay, in the, in the midst of a situation, a lifestyle <coughs> situation, um, you're not angry, you're not overreacting, you're being still. Okay, however... But, that's, but you're also seeing how to overcome it. He's not going to let you sit, sit there and be hurt. He will show you how to overcome it. And you'll come out of it a better person rather than a bitter, angry person. Okay, and if you're not seeing how to overcome it. Don't do anything. And that's what the problem is. Most people don't want to wait and overcome. They want well, to Well, life is happening. So you, but life is you happening, can't. period, whether you're overreacting or not overreacting. Well, it all depends on which life is you're going to take. That straight and narrow path or that right road that leads to destruction. We have time. One minute, is it? 
Uh, we're out of time. We'll pick up on that, all right? But good questions. Uh, I appreciate it. I want you guys, when you get time, to read Proverbs 27, 7. And we didn't get to it today, but it will kind of point out what we were talking about today. Proverbs 27, 7, where you get a chance, all right? You can email me, church at bondinfo.org, with your question and answer and next Sunday. I will reply to them. If you want counseling, you can call 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663. We also need your support. If this is helping you at all, we need your tithe and offering. Uh, so just go to our website, bond, church at bondinfo.org. That's right. Oh, bondinfo.org. Thank you. Bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. 1-800-411-BOND. But you got to be still and know God. Overcome, and he will make it possible. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you guys so much. I appreciate it.